I'm coming in, you know, looking at the frequently bought together, seeing what I can do to not necessarily invent a new product, but just to get uh, the perceived value and the functional value of the product to be far exceeding what else uh, is out there. And I'm literally just launching a new product right now, which... Hey everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. All right, in this episode, we're going to be talking about building financial freedom with Amazon FBA and personal branding. We're also going to be covering what's your top advice. This is to our guest on choosing products to sell on Amazon. What are the best tips for sourcing and verifying suppliers? And how do you stay focused and knock out your goals? So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the Amazon and the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. Okay, as discussed, we're going to be talking about building financial freedom with Amazon FBA and personal branding. Our guest has been selling on Amazon for almost six years and built a full-time income launching private label product brands. He started after breaking his leg skateboarding, which led him to sit out of his job for a couple of months. He realized how one stream of income is actually quite risky. He now shows others uh, the benefits of building their own financial freedom on his YouTube and Instagram channel. And we're going to welcome Luke Weschelberger. Weschelberger. Luke, tell me if I nailed it or if I suck. All right, let's have a quick word from our sponsor. I want to thank Jeff Schick Legal for sponsoring this episode of Lunch with Norm. You've probably heard on the podcast about Amazon suspensions. They're very real. It can happen at any time. And when it does happen, how do you get out of it? How does the little guy like you and me get out of these suspensions without paying an arm and a leg in legal fees? This is where Jeff Schick Legal is here to help. For a very low monthly retainer, for only $89, get access to Amazon attorney Jeff Schick. That's right. You can sit back, relax, enjoy that cup of coffee while listening to the Lunch with Norm podcast, knowing that you have an advocate and a partner in your business success. But wait, just mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Get the protection you need and visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome, Luke. Hey, how are you doing, Norm? Thanks for having me. All right. Did I suck or did I get kind of close? <laughs> you you got, closer, you got closer the second time around. It's okay. Weschelberger. Yeah. <laughs> you even have a hard time saying it, right? It's hard. It's hard. I really got to <laughs> enunciate it every time. That's why I just stick with the Luke W on, on YouTube and everywhere else except Instagram. And then, yeah, I get tons of questions. How do you say it? What the heck? Where'd you come from, man? What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, my name is not that complicated. It's Ferrar. And anybody asks me, it's just like, how do you, how do you pronounce it? Cause a fairer, you know, and it's like Ferrari, no eye, no money. You know, that's the thing. If you just remember Ferrari, no eye, 
and no money, you'll get my name right. So uh, <laughs> anyways, we got a, a lot to talk about today. And I, I think this is going to be a, a really fun episode. And one of the things that um, so many people talk about is how do they select their Amazon FBA products? And uh, that was an intriguing, like you before the, the podcast, we always get some topic and some uh, some bullets on what the guest specializes in. And mm -hmm. it's like, all right, let's see now what Luke has to say and uh, let's go for it. So product selection, how are you doing it? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do it. There's tons of YouTube videos out there that may give you different advice. And may. I just kind of may, may give you, well, it will, they will. A lot of it is pretty much the same stuff that you're going to hear from person to person to person. And it's really kind of like golf. If you're just one or two strokes better in your technique, you're going to do leagues better than a lot of the other, the other people that are just uh, in the basic stuff. Um, now, when it comes to me, I take a lot of the basic approach to it. Uh, I'll start with kind of, you know, one of the product research web apps, whether it's a Jungle Scout or a Helium 10. And lately, I have just been using the uh, keyword research method inside Helium 10, mm -hmm. which will give you keywords that are just going to show what has the highest search volume. And then you find these niches that are already getting highly searched. You got to be careful with that, uh, however, because you're going to be getting a lot of seasonal items, perhaps uh, around holidays, things that are going to be searched more around those seasons are going to pop up more. So you do have to have some uh, basic fundamental knowledge of, you know, good product ideas that are going to be evergreen, that are going to last a year, that aren't going to be seasonal. Um, and then from there, really, I just love to see when I'm, when I'm looking at that first page on Amazon, if all the products look really similar to each other, that's kind of a really good segue into me thinking, all right, we have a higher potential to stand out here because everyone's doing almost the same thing. We do need to make sure the, the reviews, the revenue, the sales are consistently high. Uh, I mean, the reviews are low, hopefully, but you can even compete when the reviews are higher in these uh, product markets. And that may be a good sign that there's, you know, more competition, which may mean there's more demand for those products in the first place. And as long as you can do what I love to specialize in is really just creating these product bundles to stand out. And everyone's doing the same thing. I'm coming in, you know, looking at the frequently bought together, seeing what I can do to not necessarily invent a new product, but just to get uh, the perceived value and the functional value of the product to be far exceeding what else uh, is out there. And I'm literally just launching a new product right now, which I've just basically done exactly what I said. Everyone's selling the same thing. I came in with a solid bundle, which no one I'm surprised was doing. And usually these bundled items I bundle are going to be, you know, complementary items. I'm not going to sell something that's an equal value. So people are like, ah, well, you know, he's doing the bundle, but he's charging twice as much. It just doesn't make sense. So as long right. as you can come in at uh, almost a no brainer price where everyone's selling the same thing, and then you're coming in with, uh, that extra freebie item that people were going to buy anyway, and it's the same price uh, as everyone else, then, you know, you made a no brainer offer. So it's kind of how I, I start finding the product markets and then I just see where I can, you know, uh, take advantage with the, the bundling opportunities. 
That's a, a really great approach. I know um, Sean Hart over at Post Purchase Pro, he talks about that all the time, trying to find the, uh, what's it, uh, the offer you can't refuse. And uh, mm -hmm. that's exactly what you're doing. You're putting together, like for us, I, I just have this sitting beside me, uh, but a knife, like a kitchen knife, doo -doo, mm -hmm. and a honing rod. You know, you put those two together and that's a nice little bundle. If you can offer some other things, uh, you know, even better. But, um, you know, I, I don't know if you do this with your, like, once you get that bundle set up and you start to get sales coming in and uh, we'll talk about that in a second, but we were talking about this the other day on how you create value added after the sale. And we were talking about this knife. That's why it's sitting beside me. Um, and how they have a 52 week meal plan that's free and it goes out. It tells you what you have to buy with your groceries or it tells you um, the recipes and it's fantastic. And it's actually very well done. It's made by chefs. And um, this is a value added that costs absolutely to chuck the mafia offer. You, you got it. You've got it. Uh, but these are the sort of things that people like pre-sale and post-sale. So it's not just about the virtual bundle, but doing what you're doing, uh, at least my opinion, is the absolute way to go. And going on to Helium 10 uh, and creating those silos and finding those niche, um, like the, the niche sub, the, or the sub niches. I love that. Uh, Tim Jordan uh, Tim Jordan and I uh, were talking about that on a, a few of our Centurion League calls uh, when it existed back uh, uh, last year. And uh, yeah, it was fantastic what we were able to find, like on a whim. And we, we were just talking and we said, oh, let's go. Let's check this out. Used Helium 10. And oh, there was a sub niche. And then we, we looked at Alibaba. <clears throat> we saw that there was a huge market for this product, but it was in a different material. And uh, the, the product now that we've talked about it is now saturated, but um, it worked really, really well. So two things that you're doing <clears throat> that I, I love, I, I think that's perfect. Mm -hmm. That's a five beer I rating. I, I, and not yeah. too many people get five, five beards. So just, just letting you know. Five beards. <laughs> I have half a beard compared. I mean, I have a, an eighth of a beard compared to you. I don't even know what I would call it. <laughs> But uh, I wanted to chime in and say a couple other uh, little tidbits there for everyone listening. Uh, yeah, as, as you were saying there, you know, creating the value after the sale. And when I did my first ever product, which was a neo, neodymium magnets, they're really strong magnets. I don't know if you've ever heard about these. And there were issues with, uh, you know, getting it reinstated after Amazon's like, oh, these could be a choking hazard. And I had to prove that they're one and a quarter, one point two six inches in diameter for it not to be a choking hazard it was a whole month and i learned you know calling seller support day after day and i learned what selling on amazon could mean uh and how you gotta stick with it but i saw the uh, success on the other side and i was like how can i get this product to stand out everyone has that same image that i'm seeing and then i simply went and created an ebook and i was able to throw that on my main image and it just stood out way more. And I saw my sales increase. I was able to increase my price. And it was just creative ways to use these neodymium magnets. And for instance, some of these ways, you know, you can, uh, they're strong enough to hold up your hammers in a, in a workshop and tools like that. 
You can tie them on the end of a fishing line, throw them down in a lake and find metal junk at the bottom of a lake or something with these magnets. Uh, so yeah, just that ebook did a whole lot uh, for that product after the fact of already having it launched on Amazon. And I, I just had to change that main image and then send an email out every time someone bought the product with the ebook. Can I stop um, you there for a second? So you've, you've created an ebook, um, you've put it on the listing so people know that that's available. How did you get the email or the ebook out to the person once they purchased the sale, if they didn't go and register? Right. So I was doing this manually and this was my first ever product. So this was years ago. Uh, and time you make that sale, you know, you can go see after it says payment complete in your orders, you just click on the person's name, press the other box, and then you can send out a, an, a message to them. And I just included, Hey, here's your free ebook with the purchase. And I had a little link to a PDF and that was all it really was with a title and then the 50 days bullet and no one ever complained about it. Everyone you know, start, I started to see reviews coming in and said, oh, these were really creative ways to use the the magnets. And I was like, wow, they're actually receiving the the ebook and it's really creating a value there. That, that's great. Now, I guess nowadays it'd be a little bit different though, correct? Yeah. I mean, you can still go in right now and click on each person's name and there still is that uh, a box there to press other. And then you can still send an email out to people uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, you can still do that as, as far as I'm concerned, but what right now I just have all my emails getting sent through a uh, helium 10 system follow-up and, mm -hmm. you know, as many orders as I'm making, it's just going to send them out automatically. Um, and it wasn't a link like go leave a review or any weird incentivized thing. It was part of the purchase that I had to include that. So it was never against terms of the service in the first place. Okay. Very good. All right. Sorry for interrupting. Next. Oh yeah. I, I want to do one last thing and tell you guys a couple other quick product research methods. So one, I like to just go into Alibaba's new arrivals and I found some amazing products and they're doing just that because everyone might be using black box. Everyone's using these methods. You got to think outside the box. You can go to I mean, there's other ways you can go to YouTube and top products for top tech products for 2023, whatever. Look at YouTube reviews. And even when you find a product that you want to sell, go look at actual videos on YouTube and you'll see your competitors and what they're doing. And they're giving them away to influencers on. And maybe you see, okay, well, this is what they're doing. And you can replicate that process if you decide to launch the product yourself. Um, but yeah, new arrivals on Alibaba is really good. And then there's this negative keyword research method, which if anyone can do this after I just tell you it on this call, it'd be pretty cool. But you basically type a minus and then a bunch of random keywords in on the search bar, press enter. And then the left-hand side where it shows all the different categories, home and kitchen, whatever, you click on that. And then uh, you're able to go down to page Actually, then you go sort by price high to low after you're in a category and after you've typed in all these negative, the negative keyword, a minus and a bunch of random keywords, it basically pulls up every product that's in that category. And then you cert like 400 pages. It'll show you at the bottom of unlimited pages, pretty much of the, the products in there. You sort by the price high to low and then you go to page two 
And then when you're on page two, it'll enable this thing in the URL that will say page equals two. You can go up to the URL and change the page equals two to page equals 84 and then enter. And then you'll shoot to page 84. And now you found uh, all the products in that category that are in a specific price range, maybe 60, $62. And it's just every product in that category in that price point. And I actually found one of my best selling products doing that method in the uh, in the beauty category. So that's why it's got it's really confusing. I have videos about it, but uh, I haven't I have not heard anyone else do that method. So I, I've never has, heard that. Yeah, very interesting. I found that one on my own somehow. I, I took someone's idea of negative keyword research thing, and then I uh, and then I sorted by the price high to low, and like did all these extra steps myself, and then kind of came up with that one on my own. So Kelsey has posted your YouTube channel, and um, hopefully uh, this won't be too hard, but uh, to try to find that uh, YouTube uh, uh, the the YouTube video that you have. And we'll post it here. Uh, but that's very interesting. I've never thought about doing it that way. Uh, something unique. All right, Luke. There you go. I, I had to bring at least something special for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. Now, the other things uh, about sourcing products, uh, are there any other things that you're looking at? Any other uh, sourcing techniques outside of Helium 10 uh, or the technique you just showed us uh, when you're going to your supplier, when you're approaching your supplier? I mean, when it comes to getting into the suppliers and validating a supplier, verifying that they're legit, you know, that's kind of where we'll segue into probably soon. But I think all the methods I just showed you, the keyword research method on Helium 10, the new arrivals on Alibaba, looking at other reviews of products on YouTube that are up and coming and popular using Google trends for keywords yeah. to see what's on the rise. I mean, all these little things are there and that's kind of the, the brunt of the product research. The more difficult part and the real crux of it comes down to, yeah, uh, getting a good supplier, getting a good price from your supplier um, and then being able to get that bundle. And that's kind of difficult because not all suppliers are gonna carry the bundle item that you need Oftentimes they will, but sometimes you may have to ship from one supplier to another, which I've been able to get that for free. You just uh, say, hey, I need to buy these and you're going to ship these to another supplier in China, for instance. They'll often say uh, before you, or I just negotiate, I say, I'll buy from you if you can include the shipping for free from your warehouse to the other supplier. So it's as if you didn't have any extra costs there. Um, but then getting the custom packaging, you know, on a first test order of a product, uh, you know, a lot of suppliers are going to say, well, we have your one product here in this box, but we can't fit your bundled item in there. So sometimes you have to get that extra cardboard box to put them in and, you know, just get it in there. I like to do test orders without going the balls to the wall strategy and putting a crap ton of money into something custom packaging. I don't usually do that till second or third order of the product and and once it's validated on amazon um yeah when it, when it comes to the suppliers you know a lot of people are already doing this you're messaging basically every single supplier that you possibly can and then uh you know i like to just ask for the the product photos videos of the product not their fancy product photos or videos but show me what it looks like 
I was using uh, or ordering a new product with some audio that had to be done, or it was a product based around audio. So I'm asking all the suppliers, hey, send me audio samples. And this is all before I even ordered a sample of the product. Um, so I'm really just nitpicking down with these suppliers and those that can stick with me the longest and I feel like are the most trustworthy, truthful, giving me all the info I need are fast on a response time. Uh, you know, I end up ordering a sample and if it works well, I'm going to still throw in a few more negotiations. Hey, can we get the logo on it for free with this smaller uh, test batch? A lot of suppliers won't do that. But, you know, I've had suppliers literally be like, wow, you're such a good businessman. Like our, our boss, he says, he'll do it for you this time. We never do this. So I don't know. You, you just got to be really persuasive and hammer it through to the suppliers and let them know that you're on the same team as them. And as long as your product is going to do well on Amazon, you'll be back to order more from, from them too. So uh, I've never had a supplier try and run away with my money or anything. I'm always ordering through Alibaba Trade Assurance uh, and, and stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of what I would start with, at least when it comes to suppliers. Yeah. And I think you're on the ball when you were talking about, um, let's say, packaging being sent over to the supplier. So uh, we usually negotiate on the raw product itself and don't include the packaging. Uh, we'll go out, <laughs> uh, we'll go out to a packaging company, uh, have them set it up, uh, send it over to them. And one of the things that we'll ask the, um, the manufacturers, can you kit it for us? And usually the kitting is free now. So we don't get charged mm -hmm. for kitting fee. They just do it for you. Nine, 99% of the time. Uh, there's no charge for that. The other thing, um, when you're looking for your product, that uh, like going and checking it out and talking to your supplier, uh, getting a, a sample possibly. But the next uh, step for us would be checking it out uh, either on a site like an artsy fartsy stuff. So we're we're looking at Pinterest or we're looking over at Etsy to see what the home makers are doing or is there anything unique that other people have thought of that are selling. And you know that Pinterest is a really aesthetically pleasing site. And uh, oh, wow, they're packaging it this way or that way. And now we can go back to the packaging company and say, hey, can you do something like this just to be a little bit different? A lot of the time, uh, I don't know about you, but if people are packaging it on Amazon, they're going and they're using the same retail or the same manufacturer for um, for packaging, it doesn't look that mm -hmm. great. And all of a sudden you see something on Pinterest and you go to a packaging company over in, in uh, China, they can do things that are just incredible uh, to make you stand out from anybody else. So that's the only thing I'd probably add to what you were talking about. Yeah, that's definitely a really good idea. Uh, outsourcing the packaging even outside of your manufacturer, they're going to specialize on making the product for you, but maybe they, they have one generic packaging. And if you can stand out with the packaging, that's going to be a better value. If you can incorporate that in some of your images and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, when you're doing those bundles as well, it may be a little more difficult for that supplier to do the package right there in their warehouse. Um, but I really stress to do those because it's going to mitigate a lot of hijackers yeah. And, you know, it's just going to make it a lot more difficult for people to copy what you're doing. So, 
Yep, very good. So we're getting to the awards, the uh, bottom of the hour, and uh, just wanted to let the listeners know if you do have questions uh, about anything that we're talking about today, uh, please throw them into the comment area. Or if you have comments, uh, how, what have what have your experiences been like uh, trying to source new products? It is getting a bit more challenging out there, but uh, the more of a challenge it is, the I think the the person that takes the extra step to be a little bit different will clean up. Uh, and this, I uh, will prove it time after time. Just go into um, into X-ray and take a look at, and that's up with a uh, helium 10, but just take a look at any product niche at all. And you'll always see there's that one brand that is just out there. They're doing it right, everything right. And then you've got a couple of others that are doing okay. Then everybody else is eating dust. It happens all the time, you know, and that's what it is. It's just being able to do the, the ebook sending that out. Wow, this is really cool. You know, post, you know, this is a, a post-purchase uh, uh, extension of customer service. But anyways, if you have uh, any uh, comments or questions, throw them over. We'll be talking to them at the top of the hour. And we've got a great giveaway today. Um, those of you who are on this call all the time, you already know it. Hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people and you'll get a second entry. Those of you it's your first time uh, listening. Uh, we have a great giveaway at the at the end of the episode. All you have to do is just hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, and you will get a second entry. Luke, what is the giveaway today? Well, Norm, I just made a little mini course here uh, that I am really excited to get out to everyone. I just kind of wanted to get down to the brunt of, you know, some of my best strategies and give it to people that are still on the fence that aren't ready to jump into like a full, you know, I literally have like a 10 hour crazy course thing that you know is like a little too intense, but, uh, I just made this nice, cool mini course and I want to be giving that away to not one, but three people, if that's okay with you. Uh, that is fine. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So if you'd like to take the mini course from Luke, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. And I see Howard's already there. Tag two people and we will uh, we will enter you a second time. Now, the other thing, Kelsey, I want to remind you of, I don't know if Joe's listening. Joe sent me over uh, 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 a message yesterday talking about a post he wanted to put up there. And um, I told him, that yeah, absolutely. Throw it into the group. Um, might be a little controversial, but uh, I told him I would also post uh, a link, and he's uh, he's going to be probably posting that a li little later on today. Very interesting post that he has. But Kels, if you can add that as well, and then let's just go to our sponsor. How's that? A big thank you to our sponsor, Post Purchase Pro the only complete A to Z done for you real email and text marketing service built specifically for Amazon sellers. Post Purchase Pro creates all of your digital assets 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, email follow-up sequences, and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking, and receive more reviews on Amazon. 
So check out Post Purchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's Post Purchase Pro at postpurchasepro.com slash lunch. Perfect. And uh, Jerry Mendoza, if you're on, please uh, make a comment. So, uh, you know, I'm just saying if you're on, maybe we'll sing happy birthday to Dave. But uh, I need you to be on. So uh, anyways, and Luke, you can join in too. I don't know how your vocal cords are, but mine sucks. Happy birthday. <laughs> you, okay, you'll be the lead on this one. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let's get back into it. Let's talk about verifying these suppliers now. So you've found the perfect product. You've got a bunch of samples. Now you want to verify. What is your verification process? Yeah, first off, uh, we're, we're definitely going to go over and, you know, check some of those boxes there to make sure we're looking at trade assurance, looking at verified suppliers. One thing a lot of people may not do is actually go click on their company profile and go down to see if they're actually a manufacturer. Because a lot of the times you're going to see trading company if you go to the company profile, and then they're going to have a lot more of a hard time kind of creating that bundle they want for you. Not only that, but these trading companies a lot of times are going to be acting kind of as a middleman. Maybe they're getting it from a manufacturer and then selling it to you for, you know, 50 cents more per unit. And that's going to kind of hurt the product cost of you uh, instead of you just going directly to the manufacturer. So sometimes, you know, I look to see that uh, that's a really important step in the, in the process to see that manufacturer. Sometimes I'll say manufacturer slash trading company, and it still doesn't hurt. You go ask them. And even if it's a trading company, sometimes, if you're a little uh, sparse on suppliers to message in the first place, just send a message out to feed and maybe you'll see, hey, yeah, these trading companies are trying to, their bottom line price is a little higher than the manufacturers. And then it updates that point right there. So after I'm doing that, then it's just kind of create that first template, that first message about what you want. And that first message, you know, a lot of people may send just one word. Some people might send a huge paragraph. And I feel like a lot of the suppliers, you know, I don't know, they may not have us English right off the bat and they're not going to want to read a crazy paragraph. So I like to just kind of warm it up with some of the basics uh, of what I'm looking for and what I need, how many units, uh, uh, maybe even letting them know up front, hey, I'm looking to do some DDPC shipping. So delivered duties paid, basically door to door from uh, the uh, manufacturer warehouse into the Amazon warehouse. You're not trying to do any CIF or other weird freight system. I, I asked right from the supplier to do the shipping for me. And I can talk to freight forwarders, but sometimes I've found that even my supplier will give me a really good price, almost similar to what the freight forwarder would do. So I, it's a one-stop shop. When I find my supplier, they're doing everything for me. I want the most simplicity possible, the least moving parts. And that's where I can uh, go from there. And then, uh, yeah, we, we see that and I'm making sure I'm going on Amazon. I'm taking photos of and screenshots of the other products that I want to emulate and be like, and I'm like, Hey, can you show me this one? Because maybe 
I'm not going to sift through all the catalog of the supplier to see if they have the exact unit I'm looking for. So I'm just sending them a couple screenshots, the exact unit that I want that I've found is doing the best on Amazon. And I'm going to create that bundle from there. I'm going to send them screenshots of the other bundled items. Hey, can you provide this? Some of them off the bat will just be like, no, we, we can't do that. Then boom, just uh, work work through until you're down to your top three, five suppliers, and then really start that negotiation process and see if you can get any little free extras like the free logo or the extra packaging uh, incentives that they're not going to charge you for any, anything like that. And then just go ahead and pull the trigger on a test order. Right. Yep. Very, very good. Um, and one of the things I, I just want to bring up because with any, with any supplier, especially when they're new, if you're doing that order, probably this is something we do all the time. I've got burned too many times uh, is do that inspection. You know, so many mm -hmm. people trying to save a couple bucks, spend the 300 bucks and get the inspection done. Um, it will save your life. I, there's a couple people. I'm not sure if they're listening to the podcast today, but I know that they listen. Um, they uh, were saved. Uh, this was a $30,000 mistake. And because the inspector went in there, <clears throat> they were able to uh, save the order. So, and this wow. just recently happened. And I'll tell you another thing, uh, cargo insurance. So this was, uh, it, it was two countries, forget the countries, but there was two countries that uh, were coming to war. Cargo's on the water last year. United States says, uh, this is at Long Beach, refuses to bring the ship on because it's on one, it, it's under the flag of the one country. So then it gets boy, it gets boycotted. So it goes up to Canada. They refuse it. It went all the way back. And uh, these poor Amazon sellers, they had their cargo with no port. The ship couldn't land anywhere. So uh, they ended up, because of putting cargo insurance on very, very inexpensive, uh, they were able to get the payment back. But if they didn't have the cargo insurance, they would have been done. The ship would probably still be out in the water. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was wow. a ship without a nation. But, uh, or maybe Jeez. it wanted to be without a nation. But these are the things that we, we lose control of. And we don't know. I mm -hmm. know for, for me, our family, one of our uh, one of our um, containers went missing. So, bro, where's our ship or where's our container? We don't know. Three weeks later, we get a message coming back that it was part of the Patriot Act that they were able to take our container. They could seize it for up to a year without telling us, and we paid for it while it was there. So that was oh just something God. out of the, like we've processed container after container, lots of containers, but this particular one, uh, it got picked out for some reason randomly and it took three weeks and three weeks of storage charges. And uh, I don't know if you know Kevin King, but his, mm -hmm. uh, these are just things that can happen. He decided that during COVID that all this crap was happening and the ports were just backed up. He'd ship his product up to Chicago. Chicago hmm. wasn't moving. He had a licensing agreement that he had to pay 
for the license. And he had like a million dollars worth of products sitting in Chicago for a year that was stuck in Chicago. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it was, it was ridiculous, but these okay. things can happen and it can happen to the best of us, the people that think that they know the system. Um, so just, you have to take it at, like one of the things I always tell anybody that wants to be an entrepreneur and Amazon sellers are all entrepreneurs is that you have to be resilient. If you can't take being kicked in the legs a couple of times between the legs, a couple of times, you better get out because you're going to be kicked in the legs once in a, between the legs once in a while. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That, those are some, some great points I forgot to mention. I haven't done the, the shipping insurance the the freight cargo insurance but yeah inspections you can just do them right through alibaba so yeah right yeah. there there's third-party services that'll go in there and inspect all the product for you so yeah and at a reasonable price i mean this is the it's a, anywhere from two to three hundred bucks and you're you're covered uh all right the other thing now this is one that i i really want to cover because now you're entering my territory. Um, this is something I've been working with for 30 years. And um, not so much, it, it's brand, but you're more specific. You want to talk about personal branding. So let's talk about how do you build that personal brand without even knowing it? <laughs> well, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about because... I didn't even know I was building a personal brand until, you know, it happened. And I mean, I ended up being on a TV show this last year. I got all verified on Instagram. Like, I don't even know. I'm in Dubai right now. I, I don't even know what's going on. Uh, and I would have never imagined I'd be here at this point right now. But it all really started. I mean, you listen to what Gary V says, you know, document the journey. Okay. So really just pulling out the camera, like you, you introduced me as I had the broken leg with the skateboarding axe sat out of my job for two months. It was a server job. I was fresh out of college. I didn't know which path to go on. Luckily the broken leg, let me sit in bed and watch videos on how to make money online. Okay. Well, I came across FBA. I was like, this looks amazing. Uh, I ended up taking someone's course and then I saw people promoting the guy's course and making affiliate commissions. So I thought, hey, let me buy this course and for making videos, I'll document my journey. I'll talk about, you know, the my first product order, where, where my shipments are at. Uh, and then at the end of the, each video, I'll say, hey, if you want to learn how to do this, you can check out the course. This is where I, I learned from. So I was literally sitting on my front porch. I pressed on with the camera and just talked to it, uh, sitting there with a broken leg and didn't edit anything. The ums and ands, they're all in there. The first video is still on the channel. And I just press upload. And after the consistency is really what made off at the end of the day. I, it was almost every day for a year. I mean, it was five or six uploads a day. And it was that vault sheer volume that infiltrated just the YouTube algorithm, I guess, so that when anyone was searching Amazon topic on that time, you know, even if my videos weren't that high quality, they were still there and they would slowly, you know, uh, strike a chord and resonate with a lot of people that were on the fence looking to maybe get into this themselves because they saw me coming in, not that professionally, 
making these videos thinking, Hey, if this guy is doing this, like I can do it too. And I ended up making, you know, over a hundred, almost a hundred affiliate sales of this guy's course. And my goal in the beginning was, Hey, I need five affiliate sales to pay off the price of this course. And you know, that's what I did. I, I got those five sales. I paid off the course. So not only was I learning FBA, but I was also talking about it and talking about my process made me learn so much faster and everything I was talking about just made it more uh, efficient when it was just sticking in my head, you know? So uh, that was exciting. And then as time went on, more videos came out. People started asking me more questions. Uh, and then that's pretty much, you know, how, how I built the brand without even knowing it. And then soon I became more of an Amazon, you know, figurehead in my, my local Seattle area. And then people were like, Hey, this guy does Amazon who he's the Amazon guy. He's the guy to go to for the Amazon stuff. No one else is hammering out, you know, videos every day about this and, you know, just breaking that front door down and, and letting people know this is what I'm doing and being afraid to share that was really uh, what happened. And I didn't really know I was building this brand behind myself. I just thought I'm going to put out videos. I don't care really how many views I get. I'm just doing it. Even if I tell one person help inspire someone, that's cool. Um, but I'm also doing it for me just to reiterate what I'm talking or what I'm doing in person with my own business to to reiterate it and make me smarter at the same time. Did you continue to go down that affiliate uh, side of things? Uh, yeah. I mean, after I did so many sales of this person's course, I thought, Hey, I've covered every aspect of Amazon back and forth, like five times now on my channel. I think I, it's time for me to make my own course. And I think I could do better than the one that I took. And I ended up getting tons of other people that saw me on YouTube saying, Hey Luke, I just made a course, check it out. What do you think of it? Uh, so people that were even course creators themselves kind of respected me enough to say, what do you think of my course? So I was watching all these people's courses and thinking, Hey, I could still, I think I could still do it a little better than this. And then I made mine clear, concise to the point. And that's how I ended up doing my course. And then as far as affiliate marketing goes, you know, with Helium 10, I'm, I revolve everything around the Amazon FBA focal point where I'll be building my brand on Amazon, uh, multiple Amazon brands are making sales there. And then I'll have an Amazon course. I'll have consultation calls. I'll have Helium 10 affiliate links. I'll have other links to, you know, you know, uh, just what I, I slip in my mind right now. It's like the, uh, the website where you can, you know, choose which product image is better than the other one or something. I don't know. There's all these different apps and services out there. And then companies started approaching me saying, Hey, will you do a review video on our service? And they'd pay me to make a video. And I was like, Holy crap, I'm actually getting paid to make a video now. And then I was able to throw a little affiliate link down there. I even branched out into cryptocurrency. I started that at the same time as FBA in 2017. Uh, and, you know, I made one video, made over $45,000 on an affiliate link that was wow. there for a crypto thing. So, you know, Amazon FBA. And then I, I just followed my interests 
and I wanted to talk about them. You know, my family and my girlfriend, everyone would get freaking bored and like they couldn't stand me talking about it to them 24 seven. So I said, I'll just talk to myself. I'll talk to the camera and put it out there. And anyone that's interested can can follow with that. And then the money soon followed. And then I said, holy cow, like I can I don't really need to get that career I went to college for in the first place. Like I'll do this and it's helping more people. I can work on my own time. And, you know, then that personal brand came. Uh, that TV show I was talking about, it was actually, a, a, it's called Temptation Island. It, they messaged me on Instagram. It's like a dating show where my girlfriend and I went. There's four couples that go to this crazy island in Maui. Well, Maui. And then uh, they bring, they split you and your significant other up. And then they bring in 12 single girls and 12 single guys uh, for the, the ladies and 12 single girls for us. We're separated for a month. And her and I were the only couple to make it out together in this season. And it was literally <laughs> a crap show. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep it at that. <laughs> Jeez. But, uh, <laughs> man, Erica has some crazy, uh, crazy TV stuff. But I said, <laughs> hey, why not? Like, like, just put myself out there, see what happens. And uh, you, you never know where it'll take you. Her and I, Iris and I went into it with a... a you know, business mindset in the first place. We're not going to go do anything crazy on, on national TV. So we stuck it out and it, it helped boost more of the brand. And then the, the Instagram verification thing, and then the speaking on stages. And then the, like, I don't know, it was, it all kind of funneled into play there. Well, that's great. That, that's super. And, uh, it, you know, we, we talk about building a personal brand quite a bit and it's, it's very important. Uh, you know, it's a lot of people that they have a brand. It's your face, um, attached to the brand. So not only branding the brand, the product, but the person inside that, uh, and you have to be consistent. You have to be you have to like your brand story. You have to have a story. You have to be consistent. For us, it's it's colors and fonts and, of course, the beard. But uh, it follows you everywhere you go. And um, it's so cool. Like, I've I've been into branding and personal branding for some time. And uh, uh, it's just an area that I think a lot of people don't think about when they're launching their product. Mm -hmm. And for anyone out there, I mean, everyone has special interests that they they're into and it doesn't even seem like work to them. So why not just turn a camera on, document a little about it, and you never know, you'll start getting paid doing what you love. And YouTube mm -hmm. is literally a free platform to just turn your camera on and press upload. You don't even need to buy a product. You don't need to really do anything as long as you can talk about your knowledge and you don't have to be afraid of what you look like, what you sound like people will resonate with you no matter who you are. So, yeah, yeah, it's a, it, it's a, it is a great platform. So YouTube is, um, is one of my favorites still. Um, I'm still trying to get a hang of uh TikTok. I, I get, I have arthritis in my joints. So holding up that stupid mm. phone and trying to talk into it is, is, kind of tough for me but but anyway uh you need any one of the other ones are fine dollar you need one of these little eight dollar amazon selfie things that's what i should get <laughs> there we there we go problem solved oh and by the way <laughs> luke i'm a little pissed 
I, I have to not, not not you, Luke, the other Luke in the comments. Um, Luke M. Okay, you never offer me to buy me a coffee, knowing that coffee is my second life, uh, but <laughs> you offer this to my guest. Come on, Luke. <laughs> Whoa, hey, what's up, Luke? You're just north of Seattle and Arlington. I go up there. That's where my barber is located. So, uh, yeah, if you, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm traveling for the next until June. I'm doing Thailand after this and then Bali. I'm just wanting to get out of uh, rainy Seattle and snowy Seattle for the winter. And I owed it myself to focus. And that's one of the big things I'm doing to stay focused. Um, but when I'm back, if you uh, follow me on Instagram or something, if we have a link for that somewhere, I would be happy to, you know, grab a lunch because I actually don't drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> there and the Instagram uh, is on the. Uh, it's in the. Uh, yeah, there it is. That's what I was trying to say, Kels. Very good. He's on it today. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So <laughs> we are going getting to the top of the hour. Um, Kels, do we have any questions today? Uh, not really. We have one. Um, I think Ian was asking if the bundle strategy is still a viable strategy, um, and if there's yeah any thoughts on that, Luke. If uh, things have changed since 2018, or um, is it still good to go in 2023? I mean, yeah. If you have an opportunity to bundle, why not bundle? It's I mean, I had a student of mine do, he was doing hemp oil for dogs. Everyone was selling a one pack. This is just uh, a year and a half ago. Everyone was selling a one pack of hemp oil for dogs for $35. He came in with a two pack for 49. So it was buy one, get one more than half off. And he started doing 60 K a month in revenue in his first like few months. And then he had to pull out uh, investments. He had investors coming in and then he just started blowing up his business and it was as simple as doing it pack. So, uh, I mean, a strategy from 2018 to bundle, I mean, bundles have been going on since, you know, probably before uh, at the dawn of man or mankind kind of thing. I feel like that's when people started doing that. I don't think it's ever going to go out of style. People always want that buy one, get one free. Yep. The, the extra value added. And these virtual bundles are so easy to do right now. Um, again, going back to our knife sets, um, it's the ultimate kitchen uh set and it's one of everything so you know now people can go and get one of every knife and it's not that much less um there is value there um i think overall it's probably 10 percent less but you can do a buy one get one uh free too that'll help stimulate sales uh when mm -hmm. I, when i do that i i probably i'm looking at other items i'm trying to get like for me with soap trying to get people to try other scents so you know buy one and then something from the rest of the catalog you get you know five or ten percent off or whatever it is but uh everybody loves uh uh a deal and yes uh mr apperly i do know that you're local and yes dark rose does sound good <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay. One more thing, Norm. If I have yes. one more second for the bundle thing, it's I was doing these party decoration kits for a while and yep. you see everyone's doing the party kit and it was so easy to do these. I launched a product. I, I found it out, bought it within one week. 
I just saw which items were selling the best individually and I combined them into one bundle. And everyone's doing plates, cups, napkins for $25 well, on its own for 20 bucks is a photo backdrop and photo booth props for 15 and, you know, these special foil balloons. Well, I combined those hot selling items on their own. The backdrop was getting 800 sales a month or 1,500 sales a month for another listing. I just combined those into the plates, cups, napkins, tablecloth. Uh, and then those other extra add-ons that people were going to go buy separately and the kit would have been $75 and I came in with it selling for 45 and I got, got it for $9, including shipping in Amazon. And it was just selling like crazy with 25 bucks profit per sale. So the bundles still work. You got to stand out and those party kit niches, they're literally infinite, you know, infinite amounts of opportunity with bundles and, and kits that you can do pirate construction, monster truck. 80s theme, beard theme, anything. Very good. Okay. And on that note, uh, last chance. Hashtag Wheel of Kelsey and tag two people. You'll get a chance to win one of three courses. Uh, actually, Kels, why don't we keep one of those courses and post that in our group this afternoon? And then we'll do the two live and then we'll have the one in the group and we'll let Luke know about it uh, later on today. How's that? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, um, so hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, and you'll have a chance to win uh, one of the three, uh, the 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 three courses, the mini courses. And again, one of them are going to be in our Facebook group, so check that out later on. Um, all right, so let's go to the last uh, sponsor, and then we'll come back for the wheel. I would just have a uh, one more. Um... Uh, comment uh, from Chuck. Uh, kind of touched on it before, but uh, from Chuck, inspection saved my order, got production samples, and I found issues that I wouldn't have known about without an in, in inspection. Uh, and he, Chuck, uh, recommends Efficient. Uh, it's a great company uh, for inspections, only $115 oh, per inspection. Um, so you can check that out as well. Uh, but yeah, we'll send it over to a sponsor and then we'll do the Wheel of Kelsey. I want to give a quick shout out to an incredible group of sponsors that help us produce this podcast for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Lunch with Norm would not be possible without the support of the following sponsors. Post Purchase Pro, Clear Ads, Goldstein Law, Hona Worldwide, Extreme Power, Jeff Schick Law, Netfluence, Startup Club, and Dragonfish Brand Management. Thank you, and you're awesome. Now back to the show. Okay, so Luke, you've never seen the Wheel of Kelsey. No. Turn your, <laughs> turn, turn your volume down. All right, here we go. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. All okay. right. Thank you, everyone, who entered today's Wheel of Kelsey. We do this every single podcast, so make sure you come back uh, for, on our next episode, and you can enter again. I'm going to give this a spin, and if you are the winner, please email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com, and it looks like Ionit is our oh, first great. winner. And we'll do one more. Second one. All right, here we go. And our winner number two... Who's it going to be? Looks like it's Chuck. Chuck. Hey. All, <laughs> All right, Chuck. All right. 
Hey, and the third okay. one, we'll post some some contest in our Facebook group today. Yep, yep. So we'll handle that. So if you could please email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com. That was Ina and Chuck. And uh, congratulations. See, Luke, I would have thought it would have gone to you because, you, you know, you were offering the, to buy uh, Luke lunch. But uh, unfortunately, the 20 bucks didn't get to our pockets. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Man. thank you so much for being on. Uh, when you get back and settled or, you know, in a couple of months, we'll have you back on and talk about some more good Amazon stuff or whatever you're doing. Um, it was really great, to, you know, just talking and shooting the breeze with you today. And you're in Dubai right now. Yeah, yeah, I am. It's, uh, let's see if I can, oh, I'll get disconnected from the audio, but outside my windows is a pretty cool view. But if you follow me on Instagram, you can stay tuned for this New Year's and the, all the crazy happenings out here. And it's it's cool. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, fantastic. All right. So I hope everybody enjoyed our episode today. We got We were able to talk a little bit about uh, product research, finding that great product for 2023, personal branding. And uh, we'll be talking a lot more about that coming into 2023 as well. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.